Well, in case you're wondering what's going on, it's a very special mindfulness meditation today. You get to practice with pianos and xylophones and... No, I'm joking. It's not. <laughs> they're having, on Saturday, they're having a set of operas here, new American operas um, in progress, presented by the Hammer Museum and an experimental opera company. And they're going to have six new works, and that's 2 o'clock on June 1st, on Saturday. And so they're preparing the stage. So they just found a way to slot me in here somewhere. <laughs> kind of worked. Um, so welcome, everyone, to our Thursday Mindfulness Meditation. I'm Diana Winston. I'm the Director of Mindfulness Education at UCLA and um, the Mindful Awareness Research Center. Raise your hand if you've never been here before. Okay, so welcome to the new people. We meet every Thursday, and it's an opportunity for us to practice together. I lead some guided meditation, and we usually have kind of a theme or topic that we talk about, I talk about, you practice, I practice. And um, it's just a great opportunity to have a place, uh, kind of a refuge in our busy lives, a place to find some solitude and connection to ourselves. So this, um, the practice that we do is the practice of mindfulness, which I like to define as paying attention to our present moment experiences with openness and curiosity and a willingness to be with what is. So it's really about learning to be in the present moment, not lost in the future, not lost in the past, but right here, showing up for ourselves. There's ways that we often find ourselves so entangled by our worries and fears and concerns, our catastrophizing, our worst-case scenarios, or all the plans that kind of oppress us, the constant having to check off our to-do list. And so mindfulness is this invitation back into the present moment where we're not caught up in that whole, all these stories, but we're in a place of ease and well-being. And that place is inside us. It's accessible to any of us at any time. It's just a matter of turning our attention there. Attention is really, really important. What we do with our attention matters. And we can use our attention to get more strung out, more frustrated, more anxious, or we can use our attention to tune in and be connected to ourselves. And really, this is what this practice is about. Although, as for those of you who've been here for a few years, it's about many things. So when I was here a couple of weeks ago, I talked about the concept of equanimity. And I want to review it and do another practice of equanimity today. Do the same practice, but do it again. Equanimity is a quality of mind that derives directly from mindfulness. It is an outcome of mindfulness practice. So it's very connected. And it's that state of mind that can be even-minded and balanced no matter what's happening in life. So we can go through life and all sorts of horrible things happen, wonderful, medium, you know, everything is happening. But we can have a mind that stays even, balanced, non-reacted, non-reactive, and connected to ourselves. And it's really amazing when we have that experience, when we're not completely thrown by the ups and downs of life, but actually find a place of evenness inside ourselves. This is equanimity. When I talked about equanimity last time, I, I hope that I assured you that equanimity is not apathy. It's not disconnection. It's not 
a sense of, oh, yeah, I can just be with whatever. But there's in all of this I'm describing, there's a disconnect. Equanimity is a very live and connected feeling. So we're in the midst of our life with passion for this life that we lead. But at the same time, there's a sense of space, of ease, of evenness that comes as we meet whatever life brings. So as I said, equanimity is an outcome of this practice. As we practice mindfulness, being in the present moment, not reacting to everything that's happening in our mind and in our bodies and suddenly jumping up because we're frustrated or scratching and because we can't stand to itch, instead we're mindful, we're present with it, we're aware of whatever is happening in our body and mind. And as we practice this over the weeks and months and years, more and more of that quality of, of being able to be with things arises. And it's quite amazing. People report that as they practice. This even-mindedness is a, is a key outcome of our meditation practice. The second thing that can, is that we can, we can cultivate equanimity in our lives. We can remind ourselves when we're in the midst of a difficult situation that this too shall pass, right? That's a, that's a phrase. It's a very common phrase, but it's a phrase of equanimity. So we probably use it in our lives. We remind ourselves something's going to pass or I'll get through this or it's okay. This is a reminder to bring equanimity into our lives. Using the phrase which we'll use in the meditation, things are as they are. So I was just walking here and I ran into one of my students and she, her husband had forgot to check in to Southwest and then she's now going to be group C. So she's really disappointed. And she just stood there. She said, Diana, what am I going to do? And then she stopped and she said, equanimity, things are as they are. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Right? This, this is why this particular practice is tremendously helpful in an everyday basis, no matter what's going on. So cultivating it through meditation practice, cultivating it as we um, just in the midst of life, and then we'll do now or in a little bit a practice that deliberately cultivates it. We did it a few weeks ago. It's about simply taking that sense of things will be as they are and expanding it, extending it, and applying it to situations. And I'll show you how that works. So let's begin our meditation by settling back in our chair. You can take a few deep breaths to help us settle. But ultimately, with mindfulness in this practice, you don't need to do anything special with your breathing. You'll let it be natural. If at any point you notice tension in your body or mind, a deep breath applied on the spot can be very, very helpful. We sit with a posture that's upright, but not too rigid or tight. Hands wherever they're comfortable. Most people close their eyes, but you don't have to. If you want to leave them open, you can, mostly looking downward. We can begin by scanning our body to see if there are any areas of tension, tightness. Just notice your body. Notice your body and the posture that it's in. 
Notice the heaviness. Notice if there's temperature, warmth, or coolness. My notice vibration, tingling, slight movement. All of this is happening in the present moment. And our job is merely to notice. And as you're noticing your body, if tension arises or has been present all day and you just tune into it now, see if you can soften a little bit. And this is when our breath is good to use our breath to relax and soften. Noticing this body here and now. Inviting in relaxation and ease, whatever way that makes sense to you. We're setting an intention to have more relaxation and well-being in your life. You can notice that your body is breathing. See if you can begin to notice the sensations of breath in your body. The rising and falling. Expanding and contracting of your abdomen or chest. So we're not imagining the breath or thinking about our breath. We're trying to visualize our breath. If images come, that's okay. Really, we're trying to feel our breath as it moves through our body. And we pick an area that we can let our attention rest on. We call this area our home base or our anchor. And we notice all the nuances of the changing breath. There's so much happening in just one rising and falling. Muscle movements, shifts and changes in the abdomen. Heaving of the shoulders, sensations in your throat, chest area. For some people it's in the nostrils, We notice the air as it rushes through our nostrils. Coolness and tingling. So we can pick an area to focus on. And this is the basic mindfulness practice that I teach, the breath awareness practice. We'll start with that for a few minutes before we move into equanimity. As you do this, it's likely your mind will start to wander. So you're trying to be with one breath, and then the next, and then the next, turning our attention, trying to keep it on our breathing. So when your mind begins to wander, that's a time when people get mad at themselves, but actually it's really natural, it's normal. 
So just notice that your mind has wandered. You can say a soft word in your mind like thinking or wandering. And then redirect your attention back to your breathing. Breath. Breath again. Lost in thought. You notice it. You come back. That's generally how it works. Sometimes other things will become predominant. You'll notice you're sleepy or restless or perhaps an emotion moves through you. So if something becomes really obvious, let go of the breathing and notice this other thing. Feel it, sense it, acknowledge it, and then redirect back to the breathing. So we keep the breathing primary. We'll do this for a little while before the next meditation.
So we're going to shift to the equanimity practice. Let's start where it's easy, helping you try to recall a time when you felt equanimity in your life. So see if you remember maybe a recent situation that something was difficult, but you felt even-minded and balanced. Could be dealing with an individual person in your life, something that happened to you, could also be an aspect of yourself that you feel pretty balanced about. You can let something come to mind now. And as you remember this thing and the balance that you felt, See if you can tune into your body and sense what it might have felt like inside you at the time. Maybe there was a sense of relaxation or spaciousness or well-being. Let yourself feel this. And I'm going to use some words and you can repeat those words in your mind after I say them. And ultimately you may find your own words. And you sort of have a sense of applying it to the situation. Things are as they are. Things are as they are. Or they were as they were. May I accept things just as they are. You are as you are. May I accept you just as you are. I am as I am. May I accept myself just as I am. And as you say these words, some of them will apply and some will, will not. But when you find one that fits, you can just repeat it, but repeat it slowly, sensing inside yourself how it feels, and notice if the equanimity continues or grows. Things are as they are. May I accept things just as they are. May I be with things just as they are. So notice what it feels like inside you. And if that feeling of equanimity is present, let it really be here. Feel it. Sense it. So now let's pick Another situation in our lives where we may have not had so much equanimity. Don't pick the hardest thing you've ever experienced. Pick something that's been challenging recently. Could be a situation, a person, 
or an aspect of yourself. Let that come to mind and see if you can remember how you felt in the midst of this difficult situation. Anger, irritation, sadness, worry, anxiety. Just take a breath. And as you sense or see or feel this situation or person or part of yourself, let's try these phrases again. Things are as they are. Things are as they are. May I accept things just as they are. May I be with things just as they are. You can say these words and imagine that sending them towards your situation or just imagine having these feelings in the midst of your situation. Things are as they are. You are as you are. May I accept you just as you are. You're doing the best you can. As you say these words, we notice how it feels internally. And if the equanimity is present, let it come, let it be there. And if it isn't, just notice what you get. There's no right or wrong for this practice. It's an experiment. I am as I am. May I accept myself just as I am. Noticing and sensing. Breathing. Don't forget to breathe. So with your situation in mind, use on your own time now, just for the next minute or two, use whatever words help cultivate more equanimity. And keep checking into your body, noticing how it feels inside. If you're not feeling equanimity, you can say, for whatever it is I'm feeling, can I hold this too with kindness and awareness? Can I hold this too with kindness? Other situations might pop into your head. Other people. It's fine to say the equanimity phrases in relation to them. 
And now sense your body. Notice if there is equanimity present, this feeling of even-mindedness, balance, spaciousness, ease. And if it is here, really let it be here. Let it spread. And if it's not here, can we have equanimity with the lack of equanimity? Can we just say, okay, whatever is here is here. Can I hold this too with awareness and kindness? And then take another breath with mindfulness. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. So I hope this practice was helpful and it's something that you can do within the meditative setting. So you can do it as a meditation, applying it to a situation you're dealing with in your life. Or you can do it on the spot, out in the world, like the story I told you earlier. So it's really something that as we cultivate the equanimity through the meditation practice and then deliberately, both through sorry, the mindfulness meditation practice and then deliberately by doing this practice, really things can shift inside us. It's quite amazing. It doesn't mean we become doormats, that we just accept everything, everything's fine, and so you know, you're punching me and may I, think, may I accept things just as they are? No. Obviously, you act, and I always think that the best action comes from equanimity rather from reactivity, anger, frustration, fear, but coming from a place of balance inside us. So I encourage you to practice this this week. And I have a couple of announcements. And one is that coming up is uh, here at the Hammer is what they call the contemplative art viewing. What they have is um, it's like a 75-minute viewing where you use mindfulness to go around and look at the art. And it's really amazing. It's coming up on June 15th at 1 p.m. Our Mindfulness Center has lots of programs and events coming up. There's a flyer when you exit on the right and one, the thing that's happening on Saturday is a, a day with Dan and Tara Goleman. Dan Goleman wrote the book Emotional Intelligence and really started that whole movement for social and emotional learning. And he's a real thought leader and um, they're incredible teachers. And so they'll be here at UCLA and there's, there's a brochure out on the table for that. And um, all of our classes are coming up. Uh, so feel free to check into that. We have a retreat for teenagers coming up, too. So if anybody has a, a teenager between 15 to 19 who wants to learn to meditate, there's a great program in August. And I'll be out in the hallway if you have any questions. Have a great and balanced day. Thanks.